making up a category is no way to differentiate. It absolutely won't help you differentiate at all. It'll just confuse people. Welcome to This is Product Marketing, brought to you by Product Marketing Hive, a product marketing community that gives back. In this episode, Crispin Reed discusses why you shouldn't attempt to create a new category in an already established market. Let's dive into it right now. Don't create a category. If you're in an established market, you really should not create a new category. And the reason for this, there's really three good reasons for this. One is discoverability, another is differentiation, and a third reason is the confusion you're going to cause. So does this actually happen? Why am I talking about this? Is it really a problem? Do people who are in well-established and well-understood categories actually go out there and attempt to create new categories? I'm afraid it does. It actually happens a lot more than you would think. In fact, I was just reflecting on the first three technology jobs I had, jobs in the tech industry and marketing, and two out of three of those, actually, it wasn't that they were successful in creating categories, but they they ran away, they denied the fact that they were already in existing categories. And this is what you really must not do. The, the first was a French company, to be fair, um, with a lovely office near the Champs-Élysées, uh, a French financial consolidation company. They had the most powerful financial consolidation software in the world. And financial consolidation is the software that's used by very, very large companies to add up all of their accounts so they can report them to the regulatory authorities and to investors and so on. So it's, it's important software. And they had sold it successfully to, I think, 38 of the largest 40 French companies, and they were starting to be successful internationally. Um, but when I arrived there, I looked at the product and said, but but you do financial consolidation, don't you? Like, yeah, of course we do financial consolidation. We have the best financial consolidation, the best. Um, and I said, but why don't you say you do financial consolidation? Because the way they were positioning their product, which by the way at that time was called Magnitude, which doesn't really give a clue, uh, I think, uh, that it does financial consolidation either. They were positioning it as something else. And, and, and I asked them why, and they said, well, look, Crispin, you don't understand. This product does so much more than financial consolidation. Yes, of course it does financial consolidation and it happens to be the best in the world at that for a very complicated organization, but it does so much more. We can't say it does financial consolidation. So that's one example. Another example, um, a company that perhaps has less of an excuse is Microsoft. When I joined Microsoft to run their ERP business, nobody mentioned ERP. I looked at their marketing and, and it was all about making better decisions and all of these things. And I, you know, I'd been spending some some part of my life before that working for business intelligence companies. And I thought, well, this looks very familiar. You know, I feel like I'm reading the marketing for a business intelligence product, but this isn't, is it? Isn't it? Isn't this an ERP product? Because, you know, Gartner puts you in the mid-market ERP magic quadrants and not just for one product, but actually for four. Um, and, you know, it's like, that's what you have. You know, you have an ERP product. And, and, and the response, you know, initially was, but, but Crispin, you don't understand. ERP is not cool. So we can't say ERP. And my reaction to that was, look, that's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault if ERP is not cool. If you don't think ERP is cool, maybe you shouldn't have bought two ERP companies. Uh, okay. So look, it's an ERP. You need to call it an ERP. Um, uh, and now they do still, I think, fortunately. Um, so look, people do surprisingly often run away from their categories. But the problems this causes, 
right? This, the problems it causes are discoverability, differentiation, and confusion. So from a discoverability point of view, let's give you an example. I was, the other day, I was looking into competitive intelligence software. So how did I do that? I opened up a browser. I used Google because I'm not aware of an alternative. Uh, and I typed competitive intelligence into a Google search. My search came back. And of course, most of it, most of, most of what came back obviously was paid for. Um, because that's how Google works these days. The top third is paid, the bottom third is paid, the middle third is paid through search engine optimization. <sighs> Another topic. But anyway, what came back was competitive intelligence software products that called themselves competitive intelligence software or, you know, to the other point, paid to be there. So discoverability, if you, if you don't say that your software does what your software does, no one's going to find it unless you pay, unless you actually pay to advertise against that keyword, which is the word that should be in your positioning statement. So look, discoverability is much more difficult if you invent a new name for what you do. The next topic is differentiation, which is interesting because sometimes people will say, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, people do sometimes get confused when it comes to differentiation. You know, people can be thinking that you need to differentiate your message and sometimes they could be confused enough, perhaps, to think you have to differentiate your category. It's like, no, we, we can't say that we do CRM software. Everyone says that. <laughs> you know, okay. Um, yeah, well, everyone who does CRM software says that, um, you know, for, for, for a rather good reason. So the way that you differentiate, in order to differentiate, and differentiation is extremely important, right, in, in marketing, especially in an established category. But in order to differentiate, you have to differentiate from a group of people, which means first you have to join that group and then you have to say, why we're different. The differentiation is with respect to something that is well-defined, right? So if you're a CRM company and you have a different CRM company, first you need to be a CRM company. So in, in, in a way, first you have to be the same and so that you can be different, right? So making up a category is no way to differentiate. It absolutely won't help you differentiate at all. It'll just confuse people. So if you want to differentiate, you need to say that you're in the category that you're in and then the rest, you know, all this extra stuff, all of these things that draw you to the idea that you shouldn't say you're in that category, all these things that go so far beyond what other people in the category do, that's your differentiation. But you have to be in the category in order to differentiate. So, and the final point, of course, is confusion. Because if you don't say you're in the category that you're really in, how's anyone going to understand what you do? I mean, they're going to have to do what? You know, they, they can't just, you know, if, if you say that if you have a CRM product and you say you have a CRM product, then it takes like less than 10 words for someone to understand what you do. It's a really short elevator pitch called a positioning statement where, you know, my product is a CRM, something that, you know, hopefully some kind of differentiation. It's really easy to understand what you do if you position yourself in the category that you're really in. But if you don't, it's just super confusing. So those are three really good reasons why if you're in an established category, you should certainly say so. So please don't invent a category. Don't run from the category that you're in. Just, just recognize that you're in it. And then after that, explain to everyone why your product is better. Thank you for tuning in to This is Product Marketing. Brought to you by Product Marketing Hive, a product marketing community that gives back. Check out our website, productmarketinghive.com, to join our community, meet fellow product marketers, 
and access free resources, including training, playbooks, templates, and events. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and give a five star rating on the platform of your choice. See you next time.